This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast channel. This is uh, listener mailbag number three. The topic on tap spiritual bug out bags. And the the listener who wrote this question, what he's talking about is um when the Great Reset happens and you have to, if you're living in a city or, you know, uh, you just have to leave wherever you're at unexpectedly, that what, what spiritual books and materials would you take to... With you. Um, this, this may get a little annoying for the particular listener, but I'm sure that there are going to be people who come across this episode and they're going to wonder, well, what's a, a bug out bag? What's a bug out bag? So, I'm going to give a brief explanation of what a bug out bag is. But I'm going to use it from an example from my own personal experience. When I was in the U.S. Army in the 80s, you always had... A rucksack. Now, because we were infant, uh, we were not infantry. The infantry had huge rucksacks capable of fitting between over fifty pounds of equipment in it. We were what is known as the military as either pogues or remps, rear echelon mother effers. So, our our rucksacks could carry up to 50 pounds, but not much above that. And honestly speaking, it taught me a very valuable lesson. Because if you ever do have to light out in an emergency, or let's just say you have to live off the land due to circumstances, you do not want to be carrying over 50 pounds of equipment. Especially if you're over 35, if you are overweight, if you are out of shape, if you are not to, used to any physical exertion at all. You do not want to be carrying over 50 pounds. And if you're my age and you're out of shape, you're overweight um, and you're not used to physical exertion, my advice would be you don't want to carry over 30 pounds. And honestly speaking, different people have different tolerances, but I, I would say that if you're over 50 and you're out of, you know, you're just completely whack. Uh, 30 pounds would be pushing it. 
especially if you have to carry that neck that uh knapsack over a rucksack to use a military term over extended distances so our our rucksacks and our rucksacks did not have a frame either and um if you actually intend on getting a rucksack and you're you're going to carry it on your back your results may vary my advice would be to put it on a frame carrying a between a 30 to 50 pound rucksack without a frame gets tiring really fast even if you are in shape anyway so the concept of a bug out bag well my idea of the bug out bag was the kind of bag that we 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 had to care uh we had to put our rucksacks in our wall locker and it was part of the what the military calls the standard operating procedures that your wall locker had to be set up in such a way so that if you got inspected you would all she had to do was open your lock pop your doors and you were ready for inspection and I don't want to, I can't speak infallibly, infallibly about this particular thing I'm going to say. I think there was an SOP as to what you could carry or, the, you know, what they wanted you to carry in, in your rucksack. Um, I, I can't, I can't say, um, in, uh, infallibly what that would have been my memory of the time and we're talking you know (laughs) close to 40 years ago was you just you put in your rucksack which you thought you needed and because I was over in Europe in the 80s um, you would have to grab your rucksack and then you had a duffel bag as well. You, you had, um, you took your rucksack onto the, onto the vehicle that you were going out to the deployment area and the, um, the duffel bag, you just, you put it on the company truck and, you know, when you got to where you were going, you dug it out. Um, at that time, um, for you younger types, uh, Europe at that time was split between the, uh, NATO and Warsaw Pact. And so if we got alerted to move out, and basically all an alert is, is wake up, you dumb mother effers, grab your gear, get on the truck and go. 
Um, we never knew. It, it might be the real thing. You know, war might have been declared or not declared in the case of our government. Or it just could be a training exercise. You didn't know. So the, the reason they had you grab the rucksack and take it with you onto whatever vehicle you were getting on was because the rucksack was going to carry the essentials that were going to help you, you know, for at a minimum a week, possibly two weeks in case your unit could not get supplies to you. So in, in our rucksacks, I'm just going to, like I said, different individuals, different uh, variations and gradations. In my rucksack, I carried two, um, two sets of uniforms, spare uniforms, um, a shaving kit. And this is how unserious the U.S. Army is is you're even if you're going out into the field to um practice what you would do if actual war broke out your ncos and officers still expected you to shave even though you couldn't shower they expected you to shave anyhow so um Maybe uh, uh, what I carried was a razor blade and a um, uh, shaving cream. As I said, we were expected to shave. And um, a bar of soap because you want to wash your hands if you're going to spend one to two weeks out in the dirt in, in foxholes and in bunkers. Yeah. You, you want to buy our soap to wash your hands a little underarm deodorant because you don't want to be stinking like a hobo when you're in a tent with 40 other dudes. Um, a towel in case you did get a chance to shower. Um, I don't, I can't remember any time when I was over in Western Europe, when we got called to the field, ever being able to shower, but you brought a towel anyway, a poncho, um, and I'm probably missing some things because my knapsack weighed 50 pounds. It was stuffed to the gills. I carried a couple of, um. Field manuals, they, they were pocket-sized field manuals. You could stick them in your cargo pocket of your uh, pants. One was uh, the, uh, the field manual for the Rangers, and the other one was the field manual for the Special Forces. And um, I was so gungy at the time, I actually thought I was going to be able to do that stuff. And I also carried a bottle of seasoned salt and a huge bottle of hot sauce. 
Even though I could tolerate the freeze-dried rations of the U.S. Army, which were called MREs of the 80s, which a uh, a meme that got made up about the word, well, the acronym MRE was Meals Rejected by Ethiopians. So, if you're younger type and you don't know what that means, either ask somebody my age or... Look it up on the interwebs. That's what it's for. There were probably other things. I think I carried like a pocket knife too. Um, and it was it was a Swiss pocket knife. So it had multiple blades and multiple things I could use. That thing actually came in handy more than once. And there, I'm sure there was a couple of other things that I'm missing. But you get the idea. So your bug out bag is a small to a medium sized rucksack. If, it, uh, if you plan on carrying it in a vehicle, you know, and you're, you're planning that you're going to have plenty of gas, you're not going to need a frame. Although I would advise that you get a frame for in case your vehicle breaks down or heaven forbid, there's no gas because that bug out bag that you're going to have is literally going to be your lifeline. It is literally going to be your lifeline. And, You know, you're going to be putting your essentials for two weeks and, you know, spare clothes, dry socks, you know, um, shaving kit if you feel like you can waste the water. Um, honestly speaking, um, in my experience, my my um, knapsack was, uh, I'm sorry, my rucksack was so full, I could never fit more than one or two MREs in my rucksack at any one time. If I, if I were actually blessed enough to get more than two MREs at any one time, I put two in my rucksack and however many I had left over, I put in my duffel. I suspect the same thing's going to apply. Um, you know, you're going to want a good multi-purpose. It's going to be your essentials. This, uh, this, this show is not a survivalist show. There are plenty of survivalist shows who will show you how to do a bug out bag. But I just wanted to explain the the concept of a bug out bag to those who are uninitiated. So my question that I received was, what would I put in my spiritual bug out bag? Now, before you even think about a bug out bag, because if you're a true Catholic, you are in the church militant, which means you're in God's army. So, just like a set of dog tags are required in 
the U.S. Army. I mean, they 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 thought up some pretty stupid punishments if you for, if if you didn't wear your dog tags. The uh, church militant has its own set of dog tags. Now, for myself, I wear the green scapular, the pardon crucifix, and a saint's medal. Now, you know, different people, different variations. I'm just saying what I do. You use what I do as a baseline and work within it whatever you think works best. Um, and before you even think about a spiritual bug out bag, if you are a true Catholic and you do not have access to the sacraments, before you even think of doing anything else, the bare minimum, and I'm talking the absolute bare minimum, you're going to want is the prayer of spiritual communion and an examination of conscience conscience with with all the prayers the proper prayers and things that go with it uh i think i called it the examination of conscience if i didn't that's what i meant you want a decent examination of conscience now, a good prayer book, and in the show notes, in my show notes for this episode, I am going to list my what I, if I needed to bug out of where I'm at, what I would, the bare minimum of what I would take with me. But the the examination of conscience and the spiritual communion, and that's what it's called, spiritual communion, are in any decent pre-Vatican II prayer book. Um, but that's going to be the key. If you are a real Catholic, anything written uh, after 1958, you should not touch. But before, if you are not doing this now, I strongly urge you to start doing this. Every day, try to have a morning prayer. It doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be five or six prayers, but you should have a morning prayer. You should also have a night prayer. And the, um,
Oh, wow. <laughs> Brain's, brain is not working. Um, this You should do a, a, a spiritual communion together with um, examination of conscience, which also includes the act of contrition. My advice would be do the examination of conscience and the act of contrition before you do spiritual communion for the very simple fact that they, uh, every, every Catholic worth his salt knows this. You don't take communion if you have sins on your souls, even venial. You don't do it. So, there's that. Also, too, I highly suggest at least one devotion. One devotion. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a high-speed spiritual person and you feel like you can do more than one devotion, do wherever you feel you're led to do. But before you even think about putting together a spiritual bag, your spiritual house has to be in order first. I can't stress this enough. Because if, if you're not doing the basics of spiritual life before the Great Reset happens and you need to bugger out, oh, well, I hate to tell you this, you could have all the great spiritual books in the, in, in the world in your bug out bag if you're not practicing spiritual, uh, the spiritual life, they're going to be useless to you. The best example I would be would be taking a guy right out of basic training with no intermediate training whatsoever and you ship him off to Europe, the balloon goes off, and you hand him an M60, which he's never handled before. And you, you tell him, you know, you say, here's, here's your foxhole. I want you to hold that perimeter. That kid's a good, is as good as dead unless the grace of God helps him out. And by the way, that's another conception of the spiritual life. We are to trust in God, but we're not to expect that God is going to give us a miracle cause reasons. You know, God will do miracles, but it's up to us to be as well-versed as we can be in whatever our conception is. So at least one devotion. I would recommend a rosary. Well, a rosary is essential anyway. I don't, no matter how you slice it, I don't care what your feelings are. Oh, the rosary is too deep in speech. Blah, blah, blah. You're not doing your rosary. It's like being without your M16. You know, so, and by the way, I always try, when people come to me for advice, I say, try praying your rosary every day. I do realize people have families, blah, blah, blah. Do the rosary. If you can't do it every day, do it as often as you are able. Meaning, if you have a half hour to 40 minutes free and you got nothing better to do, instead of sitting like a lump in front of your TV, instead of sitting like a lump um, at the bar, 
instead of sitting like a lump in front of your console, your video game console, how about doing a rosary? And by the way, uh, not only is it a prayer, it's also a devotion. And quite frankly, as a prayer, mastering it takes work. But learning it, I, I can teach somebody the rosary in probably under 10 minutes and hand them a rosary guide. And if they do the rosary on a regular basis, they're going to be able to do that rosary within a couple of weeks without any sort of guide. But... um. You should be doing, uh, you should have at least one rosary. Now, when I get into my spiritual bug out bag, I'm going to have a little more to say on that. So, by the way, the basics of the spiritual life, I've covered ad nauseum in previous episodes. Um, I'm somewhere between nine, 90 to 100 episodes. I cover the basics of the spiritual life. But you absolutely, absolutely, you know, should be doing a, a morning prayer, a night prayer, um, and uh an act of uh I'm sorry an examination of conscience and an act of contrition and spiritual communion at bare minimum bare minimum now um so the conception of a bug out bag is you take the essentials you don't take anything that you're going to end up tossing on, on the side of the road or the trail that you're on because it, it's weighing you down and it serves no useful purpose. So the conception of a bug out bag is, is literally your essentials. So I am going to list your essentials. One, one pre-Vatican II prayer book. One Dewey, portable Dewey Reims Bible. Now, as near as I can tell, the only portable Dewey Reims Bible is the Chandler version. And I, I'm not a big fan of it because the notes are skimpy. But for bug out purposes, it'll do. Now, for regular usage at home, I would highly um, recommend the Haydock Bible. The, as far as putting the Haydock in your bug out bag, this thing is the size of a family Bible. It, it, is, it is literally the size of a good-sized dictionary. 
I would highly advise against putting it in your bug out bag. But to have it at home for home purposes, I highly recommend it. I it is the apropos of nothing. As soon as I can get the money together, I plan on buying a Haydock for my own personal home. Um, a missile. A lot of pre. Oh, and this is important too. You want a missile printed before 1950. Because not many Sedvacantists know this, but some of the pre-Vatican II garbage, or I'm sorry, some of the Vatican II garbage was slipped into some of the rubrics of the, uh, of the liturgical celebrations after 1950. So you want a pre-1950 missile. I think I've already covered a pre-Vatican II prayer book. Now, if you're doing your due diligence, if you're doing your, your due diligence and reading spiritual books, for your spiritual bug out bag, I would recommend, and this depends obviously on your physical condition, anywhere between, I would say a bare minimum of three portable spiritual books. And there are portable spiritual books at, by your favorite spiritual books written by your favorite saint or doctor of the church or whatever. A minimum of three. I would also recommend um, a pre-Vatican II catechism. Because it's, 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 your catechism to me is basically like your multi-purpose tool. You never know when you're going to need it or how you're going to use it. And it may seem like extra baggage when you pack it. But my attitude toward a multi-purpose tool was always better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. That's the best way I can put it. And um, whatever spiritual books you uh, you can carry, just make sure they're portable. You do not want to weigh yourself down um, too badly. Now, if you're six foot four, two hundred pounds, and you're a muscle man, um. You know, devoting, oh, I don't know, maybe five or six books to your spiritual bug up bag will be doable. Um, for a guy like me, though, uh, three or four, uh, four or five would be pushing it. Anyhow, um,
This last item that I'm going to recommend, I would list it as optional. A good commentary. Portable commentary. Now, before some the set of contests in my audience say, commentaries are multiple multiple volumes. Uh, the good ones are, yes. There are, however, um, biblical commentaries in one book form that are out there that were written prior to Vatican II that will will give you the, the they call them commentaries. What they actually are is is catechisms based on certain scriptures. It's the best way I can put it, and the the commentary that I'm thinking of in particular that I have is Bishop Frederick Justus Necht, D.D., A Practical Commentary on Holy Scriptures. Um, This runs, I want to say, around 500 pages. And all it is, is it's basically a, a catechism written for high school kids and below that is based on certain scriptural writings. But in my estimation, um, in my mind, I would make it optional. If you think you can carry it and not get weighed down, wonderful. If you think it would help you, you know, if you have kids or whatever and you need to teach them the faith, um, then I would advise it would I, I would think it would be useful, but I would say it's not essential. And that's what the bug out bag is. You do your essentials first. Anything after that is um optional. Okay, so like I said in my show notes. I am going to put I honestly speaking I think at least for a present moment I've got my my bug out bag pretty ready you know if I need to get up and go I I've got the essentials of what I need um I'm missing two or three items, but Lord willing, I'll be able to fill it out. Anyway, guys, um, once again, I got a little long-winded because I actually thought I was going to be done a little sooner than this, but that's okay. 35 minutes is not bad. I hope you find this informative. I I hope and pray that you got something out of this. I appreciate you spending your time with me. And I hope that you're that you get rewarded by getting a, an idea out of this. Thank you for listening. I'm praying for all of you. And I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as, as possible.
God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.